Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. So I was watching Raw, and um, boy, uh, uh, Asuka's a funny, funny little thing, isn't she? I mean, I mean, she's very animated, very animated character. Anyway, what is going on, guys? This is Monday night. When it is the Attitude Era Live, it is the Icon, Big Swing, Granny Hawkster. Another three guest show, and uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, guys, not too much going on on the forefront. It's kind of stagnant, kind of a year. Uh, it's kind of a time of the year, you know. There's no real, other than if you're a college sports fan, there's no real college, you know, any sports on besides college, and it's uh, yeah, it's just um, it's just kind of a boring time of year. Uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah, Asuka is very Yeah, yeah, she is. And uh, I don't know, she's just, uh, she seems almost a little bit over the top stereotypical uh, in this in this role, in this character that she's got going on now. Yeah, well, you know, I think this contract signing is uh, kind of cool. And you know something is going to happen, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think so, but it's it's you know, I mean, it's it's. I'm looking at it as being very rather anticlimactic right now. Um, I think WWE they would be in better shape to have it be anticlimactic simply because everybody's expecting a ball if they don't have that. that would probably is what would take people by surprise, but you know it's probably going to turn into a giant cat fight, which I think everybody sees coming a mile away. So you know, we'll see. You know, you know what I find really interesting, you know, as I've been, you know I've been keeping track of the uh, you know the independents, 
you know, real quick here, I'll make this point here in a second. Uh, we got a three guest show, of course. We got the um, we got the Savage King with us. We got Bob Cook with us, and we got Baron Barn Rasky with us, the master of the claw. So uh, we're we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to kind of tread easy with him because he will lash out. Uh, uh, his character and his personality uh, aren't don't really uh, don't really uh, stray too far from each other. But you know, I, I've been you know kind of keeping a track of independence theme lately. Did you know that the Rock's daughter? DDP's daughter, uh, Nick Foley's daughter, and uh, uh, Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper's daughter are all wrestling now. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Hey, here comes Ronda Rousey. Oh, hey, that's not Ronda Rousey. Yeah, is she uh was she uh was she tired of uh uh being an at home mom and uh she wants to get in the ring and kick some ass? Uh which I I'm happy she is actually because I've always liked Ronda Rousey and uh you know. Um is she is she gonna put her name on the That is Ronda, isn't it? That's Shayna Baszler. Oh, okay, I thought it was Ronda. Okay, I was going to say, when did Ronda get No, Ronda's blonde. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I was going to say, what? Like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? I was like, wait, hey, uh, am I on, a, on my TV here or something? Or, like, are you seeing something before I am? Or what's okay. Um, but, uh, Granny, how have you been? I've been okay. Just really trying to recuperate from my busy weekend from Little Rock. I got back home yesterday afternoon, and everything went well. And so I got a lot of nice compliments. The OB thought I was fabulous. She wanted she wanted to take me back home to Missouri with her. So everything went really well. Well, good. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm watching this exchange right now, guys, and, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, we talked about it, we all decided it would be a good idea. Uh, yeah, comes either, ball, uh, we thought it was going to be, like, like we couldn't see that one a mile away. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Probably uh, either uh, the the first week of uh, July is the one we'll probably do a watch-along, where uh, the first hour of the show, we won't have any guests. But uh, we're gonna watch the last hour raw, and then just kind of give our um, our take on what's going on. Uh, you know, I've been getting some uh, tweets lately about uh, people wondering why we don't really talk about current stuff, and we have you know independent wrestlers, and we don't have. Well, it, it's simple. Uh, the reason why we started this show is we we started so we could bitch about the product. Well, that got old real quick. Uh, Big Swing, you can attest to that. So oh, yeah. I figured, instead yeah, of, for sure. You know, we figured, yeah, we figured instead of bitching about the product for two hours, uh, why not have guests? Why not try and get some independent stars that you know aren't really mainstream yet, but will be because they've been on our show, and try and throw some legends in, which we've done. Uh, there, there's no question the 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 guest list power that our show has had 
And it may sound like I'm trying to put us over, which is somewhat true, but I don't need to put us over because if you listen to the show, you know that we're going to bring you quality programming every week for two hours, and sometimes we go over, which has uh, got our download um, our uh, download presence uh, raised uh, to a new level because people have been wanting to download the last 15 minutes of the show because they can't hear it live. They have to download it. So uh, we can get a lot of hits that way. You know, yeah, people, you know, people have to download it. Yeah, there's, there's no way they can hear it. And then uh, have you started putting the shows on uh, the other thing yet? Uh, whatever that was that we were talking about? Yes. Okay. All right. So people can start listening to us on there. Um, and uh, there's one other thing I also want to uh, mention. I um, I was watching uh, uh, a segment today. It was actually sent to me. Uh, the Rock at his father's funeral talking about uh, uh, his father. And uh, it was really, it really hit me. Um, and I don't, I don't want to go too much into it because I'm gonna, I'm gonna get emotional here. But uh, it was very, it was very emotional to hear The Rock talk about his father. You know, it was. And you know, the um, The Rock, eh, you don't see a lot of emotion on him very often um, in. In real life, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, his character and his movie things like that might be a little different based on whatever the role is, but in his real life, uh, you don't see it as much. And it was kind of good to see Rock. Yeah, I mean, you never like to see a funeral, but but it's kind of good to see Rock come down from being this, you know, this uh, sort of almost superhuman being. Everyone kind of looks at him as, and uh, kind of shows that he's, you know, he's just a human like like all the rest of us. So. That was kind of nice to see. Right. But, so, we'll be calling from a, a two eight one number. Two eight one. Okay. Yep. But yeah. So for those of you who, for those of you who listened last week, as you know, we had Vicky Guerrero on this. Now, I'm just hoping that. Uh, what Icon told me before the show off the air um, that, you know, Vicky Guerrero is kind of in a little bit of hot water right now with WWE because of her appearance on AEW. Uh, I am hoping in a way that we really didn't have anything to do with that. Um, and just because, I mean, I know that that would be cool because it would show, you know, you know, that they're, they're listening to our show and all that stuff. Um, but I just, I kind of hope that, uh, they are, you know, they're going to go easy on it if it is our show. Cause I, I would hate to have an opportunity like that. You know, you guys got to admit though, uh, were you guys, were you guys expecting Vicky Guerrero? Honestly? Um, no, no, I, 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 I didn't know who he was going to get us. I thought maybe it was going to be, you know, an upcoming play uh, or something like that from, uh, or not, 
Rob Kermessler or whatnot from, um, like, maybe from Canada or somebody that he knows or somebody, you know, that he holds in high regard for whatever, you know, reason. I, I, I really wasn't expecting somebody of a Vicky Guerrero type of caliber. So that was that was pretty cool. And the other definitely thing is, Vicky Guerrero, lo- Vicky Guerrero loves us. She, uh, oh, she that's tweeted good. me afterwards. Yeah, she tweeted me afterwards, and she um, mentioned how much she loved Granny Hulkster, and uh, she also mentioned why um, uh, she was wondering why we didn't let her talk more. <laughs> you know, everybody asks me that. It's, it's not by design to everybody. Think about that. She can talk as much as she wants. It's just sometimes, you know, it's just how the interview goes. It's not like we limit her. <laughs> but... but. But I can We do have the so caller on the line right now, though. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to bring him on, we uh, will go ahead and uh, um, talk. Yeah, they're on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, it's time everybody bows down. And the reason being, we have the savage chick. What's up? Hey, this is the Savage King, and you are listening to the Attitude Era with the icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hoaxter. What's up, everybody? Well, how are you? How are you tonight, Ben? It's, uh, thank you for uh, taking time on your schedule to join us. Uh, we do appreciate that. Um, what we'll do here is um, we are going to go ahead and um, – uh, have you give us a little background about yourself, and I'll, I'll ask you some questions, and we'll kind of do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I will ask you uh, the difficult questions, and we can go from there. Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Oh, shoot. Um, like what part? It's It's so much to it. Well, I guess whatever you want to share, then we can ask you questions, kind of fill in the blanks. Okay. Uh, well, when I was five, I was put out, and I had to fend for myself. I had to live on wolf bones, and you know, um, no, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what that's what it's for when you turn about thirteen. Oh yeah, but uh, but no, um, I evolved into the Savage King, and uh, my my actual my people are actually from uh, Italy and Greece, so I have um, lineage back there, and doing uh, what is this the uh, what do you call it the uh, Ancestry background. Right. I found out that that some of my ancestors were actual gladiators. Oh wow! Well, so cool. yeah, so it actually evolved in from there. I've always loved gladiators. I always loved fighting. I was put into martial arts literally when I was seven years old because I'm the baby boy of five boys, and I'm actually the smallest of all the boys. So my brothers were into like boxing, football, stuff like that. 
and I wound up getting put into martial arts because I was the smaller of everybody, and I evolved from martial arts into I always loved wrestling. I always thought I was too small to be a wrestler because, like, actually right now, I'm roughly in my boots like 6'2", right? And I'm about right. two, I float between 210, 220. So I always, my dad was about 6'4", 300. My dad wrestled actually years before I was ever born. And so I grew up loving wrestling, loving it. I just thought it was something I could never do. And then making a long story short, I wind up getting into wrestling, and I've been in love with it ever since. And I merged my history, my background, into the sport that it is right now. Uh, the Savage King is our guest here. we got about uh, 28 minutes here with uh, the King. So uh, now with your, you know, you mentioned your, your father wrestled. Uh, you know, before you were born, and uh, you decided to get into the business. Uh, when uh, you uh, when you decided to start wrestling, uh, what was your what was your father's take on that? Did he try and give you some advice? Uh, did he try and steer you away, or what was his thought on that? Or didn't you care? He actually tried to steer me away. Uh, he, he told me that it was a rough business. It was a it was a dirty game. And that uh, he didn't want to see me go through some of some of the um, heartaches and issues that he went through. So he tried to steer me away, but uh, when he seen I was committed, he totally embraced it and backed me. That is awesome. The Savage King is against here. We got uh, we got twenty six minutes here with the King. Uh, so when you wrestle, do you consider yourself a high flyer like uh, Rey Mysterio, a technical like Bret Hart, or do you have that grunty ass-kicking style like a like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, I can high fly. Uh, I can technical. Uh, I can. I, I, I'm 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 a brute. Actually, most of my, my matches are just kind of, uh, I'm going to mention what some say the name that is not to be mentioned, uh, which is, a, I always love Chris Benoit because he's so vicious. You get in the ring with well, him, you're getting beat up. Yeah, well, you know, that's okay to uh, mention Chris. I mean, we, uh, we, we love Chris Benoit, and, uh, you know, we... Uh, we enjoy all his ring work. You know, we don't think about what uh, it turned out as, but uh, all exactly. his ring work, uh, we, we definitely embrace that. More people need to. And to us, you know, it's, it's sad that, you know, the WWE is pretty much, you know, they don't mention they bury his career, which is, you know, which is wrong. You know. But he's a lot of Baltimore now. Right, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. now, is your is your uh, wrestling persona? Are you uh, would you consider yourself to be a heel, a babyface, an in betweeny, or are you what the crowd thinks you're going to be? I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I'm a I would consider myself as whatever it takes to get the job done. 
if wow. the fans love me, they do. If they don't, they don't. Um, I would like for the fans to to like me, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm I'm I'm. I plan on being the king that that builds his kingdom by his own hands, and sometimes those hands have to get dirty. You know, I I love I love that answer. We have the king, uh, the savage king here. Whether we got twenty four minutes, uh, uh, Granny, uh, it sounds like uh, he could be either or. It sounds like you could still have a lot of fun with him. What do you got for our uh, guest, the savage king? We have twenty four minutes. Is Granny here? Is Granny, what, what happened? I'm I'm here. Oh, there she is. Okay, I'm just what listening. do you have for our guest, the savage king? Well, um. I am Granny Hulkster, of course. I'm not a wrestler, just a big fan. Uh, what has been one of your most challenging matches or memorable matches you've ever had? Uh, as the Savage King or before I became the Savage King? Either one. You can answer however you want to answer it. Okay, um, I would say one of my most memorable matches was with Shelton Benjamin. Oh, wow. Yeah, love that match. That's that's kind of a big name. (laughs) Where did you happen to um, to face off with him? Uh, At... At Booker T's uh, promotion, and that's all I was gonna say. Okay. He's another one that I I, I would like to uh, base part of my 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 gimmick after because I loved his uh, his uh, persona as King Booker. And anybody that knows Booker, anybody that been in the ring with Booker knows that you're gonna get beat up. You're gonna get beat yeah, up, Booker just like with Cardano. Well, but Booker was another uh, good fighter. But what I liked Booker was he was, for his size, was just so agile. I mean, you know, that whole scissors yep. kick that he did is, is just not – that's not an easy move to pull off. And he was just um, extremely athletic uh, for being as tall as he was. So that, that's what I always liked about Booker. Yes. And he used to do the Harlem hangover. Oh, uh, well, yes, that too. So now you were trained uh, by Booker T, which is really cool. Uh, I'm going to come back to that in a second, but uh, Big Swing, uh, what do you got for our guest, the Savage King? We got 21 minutes. Well, I was I was going to ask um, you know to, to take us take us through um, you know his his early stages and and um, sort of what brought him to be a wrestler, but uh, he sort of touched a little bit on that. Uh, in the beginning, uh, so I, I mean, I guess what uh, what would you say would be Granny asked you your most memorable match? What would you say would be probably your best memorable moment, negative or positive? If you look back on your wrestling career, if, let's say, God forbid, let's say it ended today, you look back and you say, okay, this moment was something that really left me like, wow, like I, I you know. I, I wish I, I'm glad I got to do that, you know. 
Okay. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin, would that be too easy? <laughs> well, yeah. The Sheldon, I, I was hoping it. I, yeah, I'm hoping it was beside Sheldon Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, I would say um, I did a stint with uh, a short stint with WWE, where um, I was in, um, and I had an extremely uh, limited role. Uh, just keeping it kind of basic, where um, it was a thing with John Cena, Crime Time, JBL, and CM Punk. And that was really, that was really fun. I mean, that that was the main thing, but, like, I did, like, dark matches and all kind of stuff like that. I traveled with them for a couple of weeks and that was it it was really fun. Really fun, really exciting and uh yeah, I would have to say that. That's when I and I had just first started too, so it was really good. Oh well, nice, you know, okay. You know when you think about it, that's really getting to the big dance when you think about it. I've I've been at the door a a, a while. And and since I put on this crown and this mask, I'm about to kick it in. We have a Savage King here. we got 19 minutes here. I, I'm kind of curious about that. I, I'm, that's going to be my next question, and I'll kind of get into the uh, tougher questions. Uh, but I'm kind of curious about uh, your ring attire, and it's really, really cool. I don't know if anybody has has uh, seen it. And I'm uh, when, when, we're, when we're at the end here, I'll let everybody tell people where they can go check you out. But as I'm looking at uh, – as, as I'm looking at uh, your, your, your ring attire – now, don't get upset with my comparison, but I'd say it's Zeus meets Big Trouble in Little China. It's just an ass-kicking outfit. Uh, hey, I'll take that. I mean, I, I'm I'll like looking that. at this as like, now, did you uh, did you make your mask or did you have it made or did you buy it somewhere or? Uh, no, that everything is completely here? custom. Everything is completely custom designed. Everything. And, Everything. Uh, uh, it took me about it took me about a year and a half to two years to complete this 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 persona this gimmick because it it is a part of me and it's something that's been in me since I first got into wrestling because if you think about it the gladiators of old were there for entertainment. Yeah, they went further. They killed, but they were about the roar of the crowd. They were about the 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 brutality, the roughness, the the good versus evil. It was. I mean, it, it's the same thing, and, just uh, on a different what, scale. And you know what would look really good with your ring attire? What? A big gold championship belt. I think that would look awesome with it. And actually, uh, I, I have something that I'm planning to do once I start racking up uh, belts. I just won one championship with a with an upstart company called uh, AMW. So you're AMW. A champion. It, 
No, it's M. It's M A W. I'm sorry, it's M A W. It's you know all these acronyms get get a little confusing, especially when you get kicked in the head a lot. It's M A W, which is uh, Mexican Americano wrestling. Yeah, I and just won their championship. And you notice how most of them end with wrestling? <laughs> yes. Yes. You're going to get a W or something in there somewhere. <laughs> now, uh, since here, here's, the, here's the thing, and I was just going to mention this to you. Uh, you know, uh, you want, uh, we had, I had booked you on the show uh, before you went into the championship. And the thing is, we have a, we have a great little record here that – Anybody that we book, uh, either before they come on the show and they get a title or after they've been on the show and get a, get a title, they've always won. Now, I am proud to announce that in our four-year run, everybody listen to this number. We are 1,498 and oh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. Goldberg can't well, even touch us. <laughs> Whoa. And, and I, I'm, is, I'm up for it. And the thing is about that record, now, it's they've won it before they've been on the show or they won it after they've been on the show. Uh, and if they lose it after they've been on the show before winning it, that doesn't matter. The The record stands that if they win it, that's fine. But if they lose it later, that doesn't affect our record, just so everybody knows. But now, since you have the title, you you got to win another one. you got to get us up to that 1,500. I'm actually up for another title uh, in next month. Okay, so Granny, Big Swing, what do you think is going to happen when he goes for that title? What is going to happen? Gonna win it. <laughs> uh, the the next title belt uh, match, the next title match I lie. have is is gonna be a two G two G promotions out of Victoria. Now here's what I want you to do: when you win that title, I want you to send me a picture in your full gear with that belt, and we're gonna post it on our our, our Facebook page. Will do. I'm going after every belt. The, the 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 Savage Kingdom is spreading, and like I'm letting everybody know, either be, either become a part of it or become a victim of it. There's no in between. So have you ever saw the movie Three Hundred? Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, you know you you're obviously a, a real butt kicker in the ring. What is your finish maneuver? Tell us what is it called. Uh, what's involved, and then we'll see if uh, we're able to we'll let you practice it on us. <laughs> okay. Um, the name is actually still a work in process. Um, when I wrestled at Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's promotion, the the ring announcer, um, well, not the ring announcer, one of the announcers, you know, you have uh, – um, uh, Matt and Brad over there, which are freaking great. They're freaking great. Matt Chapolsky and Brad Gilmore. They're freaking great announcers. Uh, Matt, I think it was Matt or Brad, I think it was Matt, called it uh, the Achilles heel. I technically haven't given a name to it, 
But what it is, it's a German that turns into a Uranagi. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that. that? I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like the name the Achilles heel. I mean, you know, uh, they could have called it something like the eggnog or something, but I like the Achilles heel. That's a lot better, I think. I think I would have put them through the table if they would have. <laughs> table. And, you know, I usually ask all the independent wrestlers that we have on this, uh, but the thing is, it, it's kind of a minute point because, you know, you've already you already been to the big dance, but uh, let's say that the WWE calls you full-time and they want you to be – uh, they want you to be with them full time. Now, is that something you'd want to do? Uh, Two part question: Is something you'd want to do? And B: When you get there, are you not going to big time us to still be our friend and talk to us? Okay. Well, A: That is the goal to make it to the big dance. That's the goal. And uh, when I get there, I'm gonna the Savage Kingdom is gonna continue to spread. I'm, I'm a, just it's, it's like a wildfire that's gonna engulf every major company. Uh, and B, no, no, because you guys are a part of the Savage Kingdom. How can I? I, I I'm a benevolent king. I and love my, know, I love my stuff. You know, and the other cool thing is, uh, we the, one of the main reasons I want you to get to WWE is I think you would make a funny hell of an action figure. Thank you. I mean, can you imagine that? Uh, you know, order today, get three, not one special mask, but you can get three different Savage King masks, and you can get three different, you know, uh, nah, nah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and they can do I actually work. have. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I like, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, go ahead. Now, if you ever want yourself your own private uh, ring announcer, like uh, Alberto Del Rio he had, I could do something like this. Why have a Merry Christmas when you can have a Savage King Christmas? (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, I have some cool stuff in store that um, I'm continually bringing out and I'm continually uh, evolving my gimmick and I'm learning so much stuff new. And and we're just growing as we go. Um, I have new gear that's coming as well. The new gear is going to be freaking amazing. I actually have, like, three different designs already set up. Um, now, so I'm uh, up. For, our, go ahead. for our fans, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but for our fans that are listening right now, they have uh, they, uh, a question was just tweeted to me. Uh with uh, your persona and uh, your your custom uh, made ring gear, uh, is it uh, is it like real heavy and uncomfortable to wear when you ring it to the ring? That was a, a, a question that a fan sent us. No, uh, no, it's not uncomfortable. It's been designed for combat. It's been designed for war. So no. It, 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 it's very flexible, it's very light, it's very agile, and it's very durable. And you don't wrestle with that on, though, right? Yes, I do. You do? Okay. Well, there you go. You, you so, can't, uh, that you from, can't uh, go into war without your gear. Right. Uh, and that uh, came. That tweet came from, uh, I was once over 316, so thank you for that question. 
Uh, we have the Savage King here with us. We've got about uh, eight minutes here left with, the, uh, with you. Um, now, I'm uh, curious. Uh, when, you're, when you're in the ring and, uh, you know, you have your opponents, um, now, the, and you have, you, you, know, you have your gear on. I, I just want to make sure I'm kind of stammering over this, I, so I ask you, Chris. Right? I mean, how can your opponent, if they've never seen you before, when they, you walk to the ring, how can they not be intimidated? How do they, how do they just not make a puddle in the ring and then run to the back of the ring when they see you? How, you know, how can they not? Um, I don't know. Every time I walk out, I'm, I'm, I'm in that zone. But at the same time, I can hear literally when I walk out, people, the fans saying, oh, that guy's dead. Or they're like, you're dead. I hear that consistently. And it honestly, it fuels me. It fuels me. It does. It makes me just want to eat their heart. And uh, do you have a preference, either AEW or WWE, or doesn't matter? Just so you, uh, just so you can get there. Honestly, I plan over. Just I, I don't have a preference. I just want to take over every kingdom. I want to conquer you know, everyone. Uh, and I may be biased in this, and people are going to wonder why I, I say this. But you know, to be honest with you, I think a better fit for you would be AEW because in AEW. They don't mess with people's careers. They build up careers. I'm not taking anything away from the WWE because I know that there's officials that are listening right now, and they're going to tweet me and say, "Why did you say that?" Well, I mean, just look at what they look at what they they have done to some of the wrestlers there. I mean, it, you know, it it is what it is. You know, I no, mean, that's I, just my I, opinion. I completely get it. Now, when it comes to the WWE, I mean, they they've been the big game for the longest. They got the money, they got the tenure, they got the history, they got everything. Like you say, they have been, they have, they want to run things their way. And I get it. I get it because they're investing so much into each wrestler. So I get that, you know. And would I love to go there and make history? Yeah. Do I plan to go there and make history? Yeah, I do. But at the same time, AEW is new. They're 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 a baby, you know. They are, are new grunts. They're they're trying to find their way, and I think they need a king to lead them. And we want we want you there because uh, whether it be in the WWE or AEW, I mean, you're. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the on the show with us, but I'll tell you what, you are definitely going places. And uh, I know uh, fans are listening and say, well, he says that to everybody. But the thing is, not taking anything away from our former guests and future guests, but uh, from what you said and the way that, you know, you've already been there for a short time, I think you're going to get there again, and it's going to be not for a short time, it's going to be a long time. Thank you. They they don't have a choice. Yeah, now with that being said, you know, I got to ask you a couple ego questions because uh, it's just what I do. Uh if I were okay. to send you uh if I were to send you an address, you think maybe you can send us some autographs for some giveaways? Definitely. And also the Icon Major Cool Collector's card. What was your thought on that? Say it again. The Icon Major Cool Collector's card. I sent you on Messenger. What did you think of that? 
There you go. I I have had not had one person that has disliked it. I've had a couple of people dislike my in ring entrance, but uh, I've never had anybody dislike my card. And uh, I know you like my ring entrance. So when you get to the WWE or AEW, and you tell them, hey, I got this guy, uh, the icon. He he he's the best ring announcer there ever was, ever will be. Hire him. I want to be my personal ring announcer. Alberto Del Rio can do it. The Savage King could bring his court jester. That's right. I definitely need that. And on my way to the WWE or AEW, all these other companies need to take notice. Evolve, uh, MLW, New Japan, everybody. Everybody that's out there needs to take notice. AAA, I'm coming. And uh, with that being said, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? How can uh, uh, promoters and our fans find you? On um, I have I have basically almost all of that. Um, my YouTube is the Savage King. My Twitter. Is the 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 letter D Savage King? Uh, the letter D Savage Kingdom. All right. That's my Twitter at D Savage Kingdom. My um my Facebook is Thaddeus the Savage King. That's with a Z. Right. Instead of an S, that's with a Z. That's Thaddeus the Savage King. And, and my uh, Instagram. Go ahead. Yep. No, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you had an Instagram. What is that? And my Instagram is, I'll, I'm getting to it right now because they make you switch up everything so much. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> my Instagram is the Savage King, which is, but it's under. Thaddeus King. T H A D D E U Z K I N G. Uh, we have the Savage, Savage King. King. We have the, we have the Savage King here. We got about uh, two minutes here left with uh, the King. Uh, so if uh, uh, real quick here, uh, so you can, if our fans are, are in uh, the neck of the woods where you're wrestling at next, where's it at? When is it? Uh, and uh, do you have any ticket information? Um, well, I have a match in Houston uh, for M for uh, what is it? Uh, MAW. That'll be next Sunday. Well, this Sunday coming up. They could go to my Facebook or my Instagram, and I'll have all the information up tomorrow. I will be at Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. March 14th, and they can go to realityofwrestling.com. Um, April, let me see. Uh, I will be out at WrestleMania. I'll be doing a lot of stuff in WrestleMania um, next month as well. Well, in April. Uh, I also, if you are in Florida, when is it? Uh, 
All right, so April 17th, no, not April 17th, April 19th, I'll be at 2, 2G Promotions in Victoria, Texas. And like I say, on the 14th of March, I'll be at the row at Reality of Wrestling. And in May, I'll be in right outside of Tampa in Port Ritchie at ACW, which is WWN's network with Evolve and all of that. That's awesome, man. He's just a busy, busy guy, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'll tell you what, we want to for joining us tonight. You've been awesome, and uh, I will stay in contact with you. Hopefully, we can have you on again. And uh, you've been great. We want to thank you for taking on uh, taking time to join us. Thank you, and um, thank you, Icon. Thank you, the Big Swing. Thank you, Granny Hoaxer. I want to thank everybody for having me on here. And anytime you want me back, just let me know. And let's get savage because the savage kingdom is spreading. And I'm letting everybody know Parabellum. There you I'm go. Ready. You all That's have good. been warned. There you go. All right. The savage king, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome interview. All right. So. That was cool, guys. What'd you think? He was. I. I, I like. Well, I learned that I'm part of this. I'm part of the Savage Kingdom now, apparently. All right. I guess we all are. Calling in from a nine four. Our next uh, guest will be calling in from a nine four one number. Okay. So let me know when they're on, and then we'll uh, go from there. So, um, yeah, let's say the next one's not the one we have to call, right? The third one. Third one we got to call. Yep. I will let you know. So Randy Orton's in the ring right now. It's going to be fun. It's, Randy Orton is uh, in the ring against Icon's favorite here. Everybody's favorite, Flea Foley. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's you know it's amazing, guys. Uh, you know, and like I say, people think I'm just trying to put myself over. But, uh, you know, it's the, – the guests that we have on this show are amazing. And uh, we uh, – we love every single one of them, and they they they're all entertaining, and we love every single one of them that we have. You can't, you cannot beat the guests that we have, whether they be in the wrestling business for two minutes or twenty years. It doesn't matter. They always bring the best to us. Would you guys agree? I would. Uh, Granny, Granny, what about you? Yes, no, maybe. Well, Granny, well, Granny, uh, you know, uh, you, you may know, have lost her. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. She uh, she had a long weekend, so I can understand being tired and everything. So that's <laughs> that's all fun. It happens. But, uh, but yeah, anywho. So, uh, Hopefully our next guest will call in here shortly. And uh, so you seem to be very, um, you seem to be very active on Twitter, Icon. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build up my persona a little bit. Nice. Now, are you? Is it a Scott House, um, you know, regular Twitter, or is it an Icon character Twitter? Well, my Twitter is at Icon Helmrath. So if anybody wants to tweet me. 
whether you got something nice I guess it's a combination say, of both, huh? Mm. Yeah, whether you got something nice to say, something mean to say, I don't care. Uh, I, uh, you know, I had a little issue, uh, you know, uh, someone unfriended me this weekend on Facebook. We're not going to really get into that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, apparently. So that it was, uh, a, it was a difference, in, a difference in opinion regarding politics, I believe, right? That's right. And apparently friendship yeah. and politics doesn't move, which I don't get. No, no, I, I, I'm not entirely sure why, you know, why that's the case either. Um, I mean, you know, I, I still, even though, even though I'm, I'm not always in favor of, you know, Icon's political view, I'm still going to be your friend, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can have political view, different political views, but to uh, end a friendship because of it. Uh, there's just something wrong with that, you know. That's a bit much, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, but but is it just is it just simply, um, unfriending on Facebook, or what, is it like a total, like real life? Because somebody could get mad and unfriend somebody on Facebook, but they still actually like are friends with that person. They're just, you know, upset about the fight. And then they'll come back, like, or or is it like a real is it a real life or this person's no longer like in your life kind of thing? Well, I, I guess I'll find out more Thursday uh, uh, during the next uh, uh, Bison home game, I guess, well, or uh, Sunday, one of the two. Hmm. Um, I'll find out. Um, if I say hello to the individual and I don't get a response back, then I'll know it's, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, like hmm. I say, it's just, you know, it, it's just, it's just wrong to me. It really it really is. And maybe I shouldn't let it. It is kind of a shitty thing. But it does bother me. You know? mm. Um, Bison, what what would the game be? What what what's the basketball. Uh how, the uh how are you doing this year. Our our men yeah, our men's team has a great uh, uh a great chance of going back to the big dance this year, so Oh good, okay. So, yeah, because you know, that we'll was big for you guys last year. Remember that was that was a big uh, a big occasion for you guys last year. So yeah, it also made Maui uh, Maui Madness that much uh, uh, more fun there too because uh, you know uh, we had a local team in in the tournament, so it kind of gets people to come out, you know. Um, now Icon, uh, yeah, the second guest is not on yet. Did you want to, did you want to give them a, um, quick buzz and see, you know, where they're at? Yeah, I, uh, I can try and send a text message, uh, but, um, uh, I mean, he, he confirmed earlier in the afternoon, so I guess I don't understand, um. Of course, you know things do things do happen. But uh... Uh, by the way, there is a new chat that you can go on. Um, Attitude of Life here. I'm trying to figure out if it's just like between the the hosts. Like if you were all logged into the studio through the website and you could chat that way, or or if it's a link that you can give viewers to actually send questions that way. Box. I'm trying to figure all that out, so that's kind of what I'm playing around with. Um, oh, are we, oh, are we the, our Facebook? 
No, I don't know where. No, I, I, I'm not sure yet. 100. percent So that's why I'm trying, well, no, trying to figure out. I mean, that would be perfect. You know, that way, uh, you know, people can log in and they can chat with us and ask questions. I, I think that'd be great. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm trying to figure out, like how to get it to work. I, I know it's a new, it's a new addition to um, Attitude Era Live. So, or it's a new addition to Blog Talk at, anyway. So, trying to get it to work right. in our favor. So. But, uh, Grant, you fall asleep on us over there? No, I'm just listening. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, Icon, so, um, so, so we're watching right now. Icon's favorite, favorite little roly-poly, Kevin Owens, is in the ring against Randy Orton. And oh, when it comes down to a heel matchup like this, after what we did to Edge and People were booing him, and people are really actually kind of mad at him right now for that. And then, obviously, for Kevin Owens, um, to be who Kevin Owens when you have two heels facing each other, is there really anybody to root for? I'm to you guys. Well, technically, in this, in the way it's set up is uh, Randy Orton's supposed to be the heel, and um, uh, Kevin Owens is supposed to be the baby face in this scenario. But, hey, remember what I told everybody? Kevin Owens could become a babyface. I'm still going to hate the hell out of the guy. I do not care about him. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I don't know if Danny Huxter feels the same way about uh, uh, Boring Corbin. Corbin. But, uh, if, he, uh, <laughs> if, if he has an attitude change, uh, are you going to like the guy? Probably not. But you tell us. Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, character-wise, I guess, for WWE, you know, yeah, I think it's good. But, you know, I did see a side of Warren Corbin, you know, when he was down in Florida before the Super Bowl. You know, he was interviewing some of the kids to cheat players, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, I've heard in real life the guy's a pretty nice guy. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've never met the man, so... I don't know. I can't really give you an honest answer on that one. You know, what? the other interesting thing is at WrestleMania, uh, or is it uh, coming up, uh, it's going to be uh, McIntyre versus Lesnar. Is that at, at WrestleMania or is that at Showdown? I think it's at WrestleMania. I, I'd have to double check, though. No, but I'm pretty uh, sure. Are, are, yeah, now are they? Because yeah, McIntyre uh, won the Royal Rumble, but now are they trying to turn McIntyre? You guys gotta admit though, we're, we're sick of Brock Lesnar, whether he's good, bad, ugly, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're sick of the guy, and it's you know he's holding up the championship, and it's you know I'm working on getting a guest uh, on our show. Uh, I'll drop this name right now, Magnum TA. We're working on trying to get him. Now, uh, he had to, uh, he, back in the day, he had to give up his championship because he couldn't defend it within 30 days. And I'm going to ask him, uh, you know, about Brock Lesnar defending it once every six months, what he thinks of that. Yeah, ask him valid, by all means. I think it's a valid point. Oh, it is. I mean, it's not fair. It's not fair that he can just defend the title whenever he wants. 
I mean, well, look, okay, look at Roman Reigns, you know, look at Daniel Bryant. They both, you know, they got hurt, you know, and everything. Daniel Bryant had to give up the title because he was hurt, you know, because he couldn't defend it. So what makes Brock Lesnar any different? Why does he get the special treatment? Oh, well, I'm champion, and I don't feel like wrestling for right now, and I'm not going to defend my title, you know, and, and I'll just show up whenever I want. That's not really fair, but who am I to say? Because but obviously I'm just it's, it's something that they don't have fan. an issue with. Because, I mean, they put the belt on them, so... You know, and look, you know, Shawn Michaels dropped his title a couple times. Uh, yeah. You know, because of, because of injuries and stuff. You know, because he couldn't defend the title. Yeah, I, I just it's a different day and age nowadays, and I just but I don't know. You, I think but, that. But but okay, if you remember, guys, remember the scenario when Roman Reigns brought up that exact point about why is it fair for uh, Brock Lesnar just to defend his title whenever he wants, and he goes to Vince, and then look what happened. You know, Vince was going to suspend Roman Reigns indefinitely, you know, because Brock Lesnar is, you know, Vince's golden boy. I mean, so. well, I think Brock Lesnar, honestly, though, if you look at everything that Brock Lesnar has done. From his late 2002 debut, uh, you know, all the way through today, I mean, he's done a whole heck of a lot more than Roman Reigns has for this company and the turning of this company. And I mean, he's sort of been the unbeatable heel uh, for for quite some time. And um, Lesnar, I I almost want to say Lesnar has earned the ability to, to kind of do what he wants here because, I mean, he's he's carried this company as, you know, between him and Paul Heyman, because remember, he was one of the original Paul Heyman guys, to be, you know, you know the top bad guy for, you know, over a decade. So, I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you, actually way over, it's almost two decades now. You, know, you, you can give, you know, give him a lot of credit in that regard. Uh, love him or him, I mean, he's done a lot for, you know, the interest and the viewership of the company. And, I mean, Roman Reigns hasn't well, been around all that long. So. That, may, that, that may be true, but, I mean, you know, Rome, like Roman brought up, too, you know, Roman was there every day to work, do whatever, too. And, you know, Brock just, you know, he gets to show up whenever he wants. And you know, but again, that's really... in his contract, though. That that's in his contract. Well, yeah, and I but... think, yeah, I, I I don't think Vince wants to gamble with the fact of like, especially with the roster being kind of you know what it is now, and and creative kind of being as bad as it is right now. I don't think that he wants to gamble with Lesnar going. All right, screw it, I'm leaving. You know, I, I think he needs that that top unbeatable heel. I think right now he needs that guy that's going to come out and be like, all right, well, all of you guys can battle, and I'm above all of you. Let's see who's going to get the next shot at this type of thing. And with, with, with the angle that they've given to Brock Lesnar and the current state of the WWE, I think, I think he, he needs that. Lesnar Lesnar's the type of guy 
where if he doesn't get certain things in his contract, he's like, all right, well, screw it. I'm going, you know, I'm going back to UFC or I'm going to go back to my ranch in Minnesota and, you know, live with Sable and the kids and be done with it. So I just, I think he's kind of got Vince, you know, the balls in, in that regard. And, yeah, it, you know, it does suck for somebody who loves, who loves, uh, every night wrestling and champions wrestle and things like that. But I just don't know if, if it's something that, that is going to end anytime soon, just simply out of desperation and an overall need right now. So. Well, uh, as I said, yeah. I'm only a fan. I don't know all the answers. So and. I wouldn't want to know. No, all I don't the either. I, I just that that would be my speculation. My speculation. You, you, you just never know. I mean, we're not we're not on the inside, you know, for a reason. So I mean, there's there's guys who are get paid the big bucks to decide these things. So, but, so icon still no still no guest on the line here. Did you shoot him a message? I did. Uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Um, why don't uh, you want to try and call our third guest, and we'll just uh, we'll just talk to him, and then uh, if our other guest calls, it, we'll we'll split it up thirty thirty. Um, why don't we do that? If you want to give that a try, we can do that. All right, go ahead, call our third guest, and then, uh, when he's on, I'll go ahead and introduce. Him. Yeah, let me um. Let me just go you in my it, messages you know, here and, and get the number. You know. Huh? Uh, yeah, you know, I want to mention real quick. You know, you mentioned uh, Brock Lesnar and his, uh, you know, his daughter. Uh, I've seen her daughter play volleyball. Yeah, how how is she? Uh, she's very good. Uh, she looks just like him. Oh, really? I'd much rather look like her mother, to be honest with you. But that's just my opinion. But no, uh-huh. she's a hell of a good volleyball player. She plays for. Uh, I, well, may I, maybe I shouldn't say it. I don't know, but you know, she. I, well, she I'm sure, sure somebody can look it up on Google if anybody has a a smartphone. Yeah, she plays for uh, she plays volleyball for Alexandria Minnesota High School. Oh no! Oh, she's only in high school age. Okay. Where yeah. is that in regards to Minneapolis? Uh, well, I can tell you from uh, from here, it's about an hour and a half. Okay. Straight down ninety four. So he's relatively close to you. Okay. So anyway, I, I'm gonna give yeah. that that well, tr- uh, give that number a try here. Yep, yeah, it's a Minnesota number, so you know we're we're doing it. we're talking Minnesota today. St. Paul area. Yep. Um. Hello. 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 Hey, is this is this Baron? This is the Baron. Who's this? This is the icon. You're on Attitude Air Live. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we hope we didn't interrupt your meal or anything like that because uh, my uncle told me a lot about you, and he said I need to tread lightly uh, with you or else I might get the claw. Is that true? It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> So we have uh, Baron Von Rasky as our guest here. Uh, we have Baron for uh, well, we got Baron for about thirty minutes. So, uh, if you can you give us a little background about yourself, Baron, then we're going to ask you some cool questions. If that's okay. Uh, 
If you don't know me by now, you probably never watched wrestling in the last well, 20 no, or 30 or 40 years. No, I, I know you. I just, for, for I, our fans. I don't know what you want to know. You have to ask questions. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll ask a few, and then we'll kind of go around the room, and then we'll uh, come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, you started out, and you wrestled mostly in Vern Gagne's territory. Is that correct? Um, I started in Vern Gagne's territory, yeah, the AWA. And uh, how long were you with, uh, were you with Vern? Oh, the first time about uh, seven months I broke in, and then I uh, met a guy named uh, Maurice Fashan, the Mad Dog, and he invited me to be uh, become his partner and uh, take my newly married wife up to Canada, to uh, Montreal, Quebec, and that's uh, where I became... Baron Von Raschkar. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Mad Dog. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you a quick little story about Mad Dog, then, I'll, then we'll ask you some more questions. But, uh, you know, uh, AWA and Vern Gagne used to come to the Fargo Civic Center uh, in my hometown all the time. And uh, my parents always used to sit ringside and uh, – Mad Dog got clotheslined over the uh, guardrail and ended up in my mother's lap. That could happen, yeah. Uh, well, she was she was completely devastated when that happened because he uh, uh, she thought she was gonna she thought she was gonna get crushed and she almost did. But now speaking of uh, speaking of getting crushed, you have probably the most famous maneuver uh, in. AEW in wrestling history. Uh, how did you develop your finishing maneuver, the claw? Well, it developed over a period of time. I didn't uh, start with the claw. I'd, uh, I uh, learned the basics of it when I was an amateur wrestler, and I was uh, over in Europe, Europe, uh, in Germany, uh, representing the U.S. as an amateur wrestler. And uh, a guy named Wilfred Dietrich, who was a two-time Olympic champion from Germany, uh, was watching me, and he says, uh, I want to show you a hold. And uh, so he showed me what the claw was, and he talked talked to me about it. And um, I kind of just forgot about it because it had limited use in amateur wrestling. And... Uh, Anyway, I, w- I went on my merry way, and later I became, uh, after many years of being an amateur wrestler in high school and college and in the Army and on a couple of world teams, I made an Olympic team. And uh, uh, Anyway, I contacted a uh, promoter who, who, uh, from my hometown and then... Uh, he set me up with Vern Gagne, and Vern Gagne broke me in and showed me the ropes and just that and that about uh, how much different uh, professional wrestling was from amateur wrestling. And then Mad Dog saw me, and he liked me. He was on an Olympic team for Canada at one time, way before my time. But uh, we became friends, and he uh, asked me to come up to uh, be his partner in uh, 
Mad Dog wasn't a very tall man, and I'm fairly tall. I'm about four inches taller than my hair, as a matter of fact. But anyway, uh, it made it made a good team. We were both, uh, uh, bo- you know, had bald heads, and we were, uh, we're he was he was short, and I was tall, and uh, uh, it was just a, a good combination, and uh, just watching watching us walk to the ring, people uh, for some reason misunderstood us, didn't like us, and. Uh, to make a long story short or a short story long, I don't know what I want to do, but uh, uh, we became their least favorites, and we enjoyed being their least favorites, and uh, that's how the Mad Dog and the Baron was uh, made into a tag team that was very successful. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you one other question. I want to kind of go around the room here. So, now, you were... Uh, you were uh, with Sean Spartan before uh, the Butcher showed up. Is that correct, or were you guys all together? Um, I don't. I don't think Mad Dog had. Uh, no, uh, Butcher was off in India in places, strange places. Uh, he was becoming a professional wrestler. Um, uh, I think it was at the same time that I was being uh, Mad Dog's partner, but he was off in other parts of the world. He was <laughs> he was a world traveler, and uh, he's written a book about his adventures in India and different places, and uh, how he made a wrestling uh, he made he made a a living uh, as a professional wrestler and as a as a, as a singer in a, in cabarets traveling uh, throughout uh, India and various places. Uh, but I think they partnered up, uh, he partnered up with uh, Mad Dog. While I was with Mad Dog up in uh, Quebec, uh, he had a serious accident, and a uh, car accident, and he got thrown from the car that rolled over several times, and, and it split his pelvis, and he was out of action for quite a few months and uh so they te- I teamed up with a guy named uh, Hans Schmidt who a lot of people might know he was uh, one of the first TV wrestlers and uh he also made he he and I also made a good team because uh Hans was a tall guy kind of like me and uh, uh we were both bald and uh and uh he was kind of a rugged-looking guy, and as uh, good-looking as I am, uh, that was a, a, a good a good difference, and we we made a good team too. So, two different styles. Uh, it was a good team. Uh, Baron Barn Rescue is our guest here. Uh, we're going to kind of go around the room here. Uh, Randy Hoekstra, we have the legend Baron Barn Rasky. Uh What do you have for our guest here? Uh, and remember. He has the claw, so tread easily. Well, I I certainly will. And being the big wrestling fan that Granny is, it is a true honor to have you on our show tonight, sir. I've been a well, wrestling I'm, fan it's for a many pleasure years. Pleasure for me to be talking talking to you, Granny. And I, I remember I, was... what, I, I remember seeing many of your matches, and 
What have what was one of your most memorable matches you've ever had in your career? It's the ne- it's going to be the next one. What do you got in mind, Granny? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I can what promise you it'll be spectacular. Maybe I'll bring my maybe I'll bring my uh, sister Beulah. Beulah can uh, oh I no that's bring my sister Berta. She can uh, she can be in my corner or something. Oh, that anyway. would be that that would be awesome. <laughs> so what what yeah. was one of your most memorable matches you ever had in your career? I wrestled with I wrestled with all I wrestled with all the great ones uh, from the beginning of my career to the end of my career. Uh, you name a, a wrestler, and I, I probably wrestled him at one time or another, and. Uh, all the top talent in the world, uh, practically, and uh, I don't know. There's tons of them. There's uh, 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 <laughs> Vern Gagne, who st- started me in the business, and uh, and uh, uh, Doctor Big Bill Miller, and Doctor Doctor X, and uh, Bobo Brazil, Ernie Ladd. Yeah, a lot of great names. Uh, Pat O'Connor. A lot of great names. Yeah. Well, it's just a true honor, sir, to have to have you on our show tonight. I mean, it's just I love wrestling. I just you know I, I like to I like to go as often as I can go and. I, I go to a lot of independent shows and in Arkansas where I live and wow. and uh, so I uh, I've met I've met so many great people over the years myself you know Hacksaw yeah. Jim Duggan Tommy Dreamer the Rock and Roll Express Diamond Dallas yeah. Page Matt Hardy I mean list Jake Roberts I mean the list goes on and on and on so yeah I know I know most of those people so yeah. All good, all good people. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's people like you that are the backbone of the wrestling business, and uh, we've always appreciated our fans, even though sometimes I sometimes they misunderstood us. Yeah, I Go know. Ahead. One time I got to meet Ron Simmons and Tony Atlas uh, last year. My husband and I did, and Ron Simmons gave me a very humbling compliment, which I still appreciate. You know and humbled even today, you know, he said, Granny, he says, you are that true fan that we loved so much back in the day that we just don't see anymore. And I just, I take that very, you know, as a very humbling compliment. Yeah, the the fans are the backbone of the business. They're the ones that uh, buy the tickets and uh, keep us in business. So I appreciate it very much. Nice to talk to you and to know you. Nice to talk to you, sir. So. You got any other questions? Uh, no, sir. I'm just enjoying this interview so much. Baron Von Rescue is our guest here. We got, uh, well, we got about 15 minutes here. Uh, Baron, I want to introduce you to a kind of a young pup, uh, as you might call uh, in the business when it comes to wrestling fans. Uh, he, his name is The Big Swing. He's a pro golfer and uh, pro hockey what? player, but 
He's also, he's, also got a, he's also got a wrestling background, but uh, I'm sure he's got some questions for you. What do you have for our guests there, Big Swing? Uh, Baron Von Wrestling. Well, first of all, I hate golf. Uh, secondly, um, I, you know, I was looking at some of um, you know the time period that you were talking about, and uh, you know, you mentioned guys like Mad Dovashone and things like that, and you know, that, a little, little bit past my time, but I, I like to go back. And, um, you know, do some research and some history on some of the older, uh, you know, names and of, um, the guys who were sort of the uh, the backbone of the business and sort of, you know, set the tone for, for what we have today and what we have in the Attitude Era, which was when I grew up. Um, and there are some names that you guys mentioned, um, and obviously Mad Dog, you know, being one of your trainers. I remember watching pay-per-view when I was young um, where Mad Dog, where Jerry the King Lawler, uh, took off Mad Dog's prosthetic leg and, 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 you know, beat him with it and the whole thing. And there was another guy in the ring, and I was just wondering, I was always kind of fascinated by him because he talked kind of funny, and I was just wondering your background with a certain guy named The Crusher, Kowalski, uh, uh, I mean, excuse me. The L- Crusher, L- right at that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, he, well, I know you're calling from Minnesota. He was a Minnesota guy, and, you know, you're from Omaha originally. His last match was in Omaha, so I was just kind of wondering how you two connected. Well, I met uh, I met uh, Crusher. He's actually from Milwaukee. He's the wrestler that made Milwaukee famous. Hadn't you heard that? Oh, Milwaukee, anyway, not Minnesota. Uh, okay, I knew it started with an M. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, he uh, he wrestled a lot in the AWA and all, all around all the different territories, but uh, eventually... Uh, when I first uh, met him, because I was uh, teamed up with Mad Dog, and uh, it was probably in a, in a match. We met him in the, in the ring with his uh, cousin, the Bruiser, and uh, they didn't like us, and we didn't like them, and uh, that 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 happened a lot going through the years. And many, many, many years later, we got to uh, not necessarily like each other, but at least to respect each other, and uh, but. Towards the end of his career, uh, he and I became partners, and we actually won the AWA title for a while. So, uh, you know, what goes around goes around. But, but uh, he was a, he turned out to be a pretty good guy and decent guy, and we we got to be good friends in, in, towards the end of his career. And you mentioned, you know, not liking him and, and him not liking you and then, you know, uh, sort of rekindling later on. Do you think back uh, in your day there was a lot more of that perhaps than there is now where there was actual rivalries? Like not just the kayfabe in the ring kind of, you know, characters that you play rivalries, but there were actual guys who really didn't like each other or really were real-life adversaries that maybe made the matches a little bit better because it was a lot more physical and a lot more, I guess, pregnant when they were in the ring against each other? Uh, it's like anything. There are people that you like, and there are people that you don't like, and uh, uh, things happen. That's all. It's. Uh, meanwhile, you got to be uh, you entertain the fans a little bit with some some kind of antics, and uh, the guy you're in the ring with may not like what you're doing, and you may not like what he's doing, but the people might uh, get into it, and so you. You keep doing it. That's uh, 
That's pretty much the nature of the business. Uh, Baron Von Rescue is our guest here. Uh, Baron Von Rescue is our guest here. We got, uh, well, we got about 15 minutes here left with Baron. Uh, There is, um, you know, you you mentioned about, uh, you know, they might not like you and you might not like them, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking we got a friendship going on here, and I'm hoping that you're liking us. But uh, the the question I have uh, one of the one of my favorite matches that I ever saw you in. Uh, now you might remember this. Uh, you were managed at the time, I believe, by Freddie Blassie, and uh, you had a match with Bruno San Martino uh, in Madison Square Garden. Do you remember that match? Uh, actually, uh, I. I... I had a lot of matches with Bruno in different different areas, but uh, yeah, we had uh, I think uh, three matches in uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, so, yeah, is there, is there one which that, one are you referring to? I don't know. Well, this is the the particular one that uh, I was referring to. I actually uh, actually saw it on YouTube. Uh, it's uh, you. Uh, he was uh, the champion and. Uh, uh, you lost the match because of a disqualification uh, because, uh, no, he uh, he tied you up in the ropes and then he showed the uh, referee out of the way and he kind of cheated a little bit to defeat you? Uh, did you say I got disqualified or he got disqualified? Yeah. Uh, you you won the uh, you won the match because he got disqualified because he showed the referee. Yeah yeah you know, Bruno was known to cheat so yeah. <laughs> now yeah I kind of I kind of I kind of remember that one. Now is is there any wrestler uh, you know whether it be you know uh, from the past that you wanted to wrestle that you never got to? Uh, I was always willing to wrestle anybody they put me against. So, uh, if they threw out a name, I was glad glad to get in the ring with them. Well, is there is there any wrestler that you didn't want to wrestle because you knew that you could beat them without uh, without a match? I uh, <laughs> my job was to show up, and whoever they put in the ring with me, that's who I re- I wrestled. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have any uh, real say about it. I didn't really care who I wrestled. I just went out and wrestled. Um, now you, um, you know, in, in your in your wrestling career, which you know spanned uh, you know thirty years plus. I mean, you uh, you know you wrestled in a lot. Of, you held a lot of titles, and you know you wrestled in uh, thousands and thousands of matches. But uh, is there of the titles that you won? Uh, is there any one that you are more proud of than the other? One that like you really enjoyed having or winning? The only problem with having a title is they give you this big belt and you're expected to carry it in your bag from airport to airport to airport to airport, in the cab, in the car, in the you travel with that that extra twenty or thirty pounds of belt, uh it gets it gets to be a burden to have a belt to tell you the truth, but uh, I uh, I was always honored to be uh, to be the champion when I when I was a champion, and uh, I tried to do the best I could to represent the the belt and the championship. But uh, having the belt wasn't uh, that important to me, but 
it, it was part of the business, so if I had it, it was good. If I didn't have it, it was okay, too. Well, you know, one thing I was always curious, you know, uh, you know, being a champion, you know, having it, like you said, carry the belt from airport to airport and having any luggage. And uh, Now, did you ever have, uh, like, any uh, interesting things, like, at the airport, like when you put your bag through the luggage, they say, oh, my God, that's Baron Von Rasky, he's a champion. Did, did anything ever like that happen? Uh, fairly often, actually, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it and, didn't surprise uh, me. It didn't surprise me when I was recognized or whatever. And uh, at that point, I suppose, uh, you know, they, of course, they don't have airport security like they, they do nowadays. But I suppose you being uh, uh, the Baron, uh, they probably just let you through. They didn't even uh, they didn't even bother to put you through security, right? I uh, I don't think I got any special special treatment myself. Uh if they were checking people, they were checking me too. So, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Now, uh, do you uh, do you uh, watch the the current product at all? Uh, I don't make it a habit to watch it. No, I I, I see it occasionally. Well, uh, the reason the reason why I ask is, uh, you know, um, you know, a dream matchup, and I, you know, I'll, I'll take the uh, I I I I'm. I'm sure you've heard of him, but I, I don't know if you have or not. But you know, a, a dream match uh, would be um, would be you versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, this is from a fan. I think uh, it'd be a really good match. I've seen Steve uh, do his thing, and uh, yeah, I think we'd pair up pretty good. Uh, and uh, I don't know if he could keep up with me, though. You know, he's he's such a young guy. But go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and well, book it. Well, you know, well, you know, we ha- we have some uh, we have some fan questions. Uh, uh, we have Baron Von Rasky here. We got uh, well, we got about ten minutes left here with Baron. I like I say, I, I know it's uh, I don't want to I, I don't want to upset you by keeping you on too long. But uh, um, you know, I I do want to thank you uh, right now, so I can uh, get that out there. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight and. Uh, uh, you you know uh, you're awesome, and uh, I, I I've watched a lot of your matches on YouTube. But uh, you know I was kind of curious. Uh, well, actually, this is from a fan question. Uh, now, uh, being known as a heel uh, uh, when you were wrestling, uh, is there anything that uh, you uh, you did uh, to get extra heat in the ring? It's a question that we have here. Well, people used to really get mad because, uh, you know, they look at me and uh, they say, man, he looks just like George Clooney. And uh, <laughs> but then I would do I would do my Baron thing and uh, they'd be disappointed and they'd go away feeling bad and hurt. And so, uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I never worry. I never worried about that. You know, P- people. The first uh, 20 or so years I was uh, in the business, they didn't understand me. And But to know me is to love me, and by the, by the end of my wrestling career, everybody kind of loved me. So it was, uh, it was very rewarding in, in both ways because uh, I was always uh, fairly successful at what I was doing. 
Well, you know, uh, you know, in the in the ring, you know, you were, you know, you were a, a major butt kicker, but uh, out of the ring, you you could say you're you're more like a teddy bear. You you have to say that. Well, as uh, Walter Kowalski uh, always said, you should be uh, be what you are in the ring, but you should always be a gentleman out of, outside the ring. And I've always lived by that. I always treated with people with respect and and. Uh, just try to get along in the world, you know. Uh, um, uh, a customer asked us a question. Uh, he uh, he mentioned, uh, and I, I don't know, you, you'd know more about this than I would, but uh, he mentioned that uh, he once went shopping at a store that you owned in Lake George, Minnesota. Is that you, you owned a store? Uh, we owned a, a, a gift and souvenir shop up in Lake George, Minnesota. That's correct. Uh, our mo- how long did you? Our mo- how long did you it was it was a souvenir and gift store. We didn't sell. Our motto was we don't sell anything anybody needs. So it was a happy time. <laughs> a happy time, no pressure. But go ahead. What, what, what's your question? So, uh, well, you said you know your motto was you you sold people stuff that people didn't need, so you'd like sell like a left-handed corkscrew or something like that. If, if uh, we could get it, if we could get it. Uh, through our guy, yeah, sure. Now we sold things like uh, souvenirs, souvenir shops, uh, you know, whatever. Now, uh, now, now you're uh, you're also a member of uh, you know several different uh, wrestling uh, hall of fames. Um, when uh, I'm kind of curious, as a you know as a hall of famer, uh, do they uh, do they they call you like a month in advance, a year in advance, saying, uh, "Hey, we're going to put you in." Can you can you kind of uh, through about uh, you know the different Hall of Fames that you've been in and uh, the process of when they get a hold of you or how you find out? Well, uh, the first one was the. Uh, Salutes, uh, George Tragos, uh, Professional Hall of Fame, now combined with the the uh, the uh, Dan Gable Amateur Wrestling Museum, and uh, it's in uh, Waterloo, Iowa. And uh, when it first started to be a Hall of Fame, the first year they called me and wanted me to just go to the ceremony and uh, I was home in Omaha taking care of my parents uh, my wife and I were uh, they were they were sick and well one was sick anyway uh, so I couldn't get I couldn't get away to go you know that would have been a, a short trip so I, but I couldn't get away to do it uh, but the second year I I, uh, I was invited down and uh they called me and they uh, they wanted to induct me into the Hall of Fame, and I, so I was on the second class uh, of that uh, the beginning of that Hall of Fame, which started in another town in Iowa, and then it moved to uh, Waterloo. So I've been uh, I've been in that one quite a while, and uh, I I knew about a uh, actually about a year before they actually put me in. Uh, so, some are shorter, <laughs> some are longer. I, 
right. You and know. you also uh, were inducted, you know, the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2009, and yep. uh, most recently the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in uh, uh, 2013. Uh, uh, we have a uh, very fun here. We got about uh, three minutes here. Then uh, we'll, l- we'll let you go, Baron. I just got a few other questions here. Uh, now. Um, being the legend that you are, and uh, you know you're, you know you're, you're still in pretty good shape, and uh, you know you, uh, you know you could probably uh, get out there and kick a little butt every now and then. But uh, do you uh, do you like to still travel to different uh, uh, shows and comic cons and stuff like that, or uh, are you more of a homebody now? I've always been a homebody, but uh, I do I do occasionally get uh, get a call, and I do. Uh... I do some signings and uh, you know appearances here and there with uh, different uh, independent groups and with uh, the uh, com things and uh, whatever. Uh, and I usually go to the Hall of Fame in Waterloo when they have uh, their yearly get together. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still get around quite a bit. Uh, myself and Mrs. Claw. Uh, <laughs> when, when is your next appearance, if we can ask? Um, I, uh, well, I was supposed to go to Tampa, but I think they have, uh, the person going to bring me down there is, uh, not going to, not going to do that show, so. Uh, that was in April, going to be in April third uh, and fourth or something like that. So I'm not going to be there, but uh, I got a few things coming up, local things here around Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin, and uh, um, maybe in August there's uh, one in uh, in. Uh, up by LaGuardia, New York. I might make that. I don't know. I don't know yet. Nothing's nothing's in stone. There are a couple that are smaller places, smaller places in and in and around Minnesota and Wisconsin. I'd have to look well, at you my, know, um, my calendar, and I'm too lazy to get up. Go, go yeah. ahead. Well, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I would like, uh, hopefully I can make it to one of your uh, appearances in Minnesota, you know, because I'm here in North Dakota and, uh, you know, Granny, yeah. she's in Arkansas and uh, Big Swing, you know, he's up there in New York. So if you get to LaGuardia, he might be able to come up and see you. But uh, uh, I do, uh, I do want to thank you once again, uh, Baron, for joining us okay. and uh, you have been so awesome and uh, uh you know, uh, you're not as uh, rough and tumble as uh, some of my uh, uh, some of my older wrestling uh, fans have told me. But uh, uh, are you Scott? Tread... Are you Scott? Yes, I am. I am. Yes. You better tread lightly, Scott. You're getting making me awfully nervous. Uh, well, I, I I did my best to tread as lightly as I could. But I'll tell you what, Baron, you've been awesome. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you, Baron. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you taking your time out of your schedule with us tonight. Uh, hi, Granny. You getting thank the last you. word? Yes, okay. I, I'm just. I'm thanking you for being on our show, sir. It's a true okay. honor. Okay. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. 
Thanks, Baron. And with that, I'm going to sign Thank off you. with, that is all the people need to know. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, Baron. Wow. That was cool. The legend, Baron Von Rasky, ladies and gentlemen. What a awesome, awesome interview. And, you know, we still got uh, 23 minutes left of the show here, so uh, I'm going to let everybody know who we got coming on next week. Uh, all right. You know, uh, this is a you know a different kind of show. Usually we go to the uh, the top, but uh, we got a great uh, show lined up next week. Uh, we have uh, uh, Peter Smith, uh, who's going to be on with us. Uh, now this guy looks like he's directly out of. Uh, I I well I'll tell you he's uh, he's very interesting. Uh, we're going to have. Um, uh, who else are we going to have? Uh, uh, Natasha Briley. Uh, she is a bodybuilder and, uh, she, uh, she's, uh, very good looking and, uh, she's built like, um, uh, she looks like Sable, but she's built like, um, um, uh, why can't, uh, why can't I think of that, uh, uh, gal's name? Um, uh, help me out here, guys. Uh, she uh, um, was in the WWE. She was one of the uh, oddities, and she managed Sable for a little bit. Nicole Bass. Oh, wow. Nicole Bass. Yeah, I was know, waiting. I, I, I knew the answer. I was just going to see if you would get to it, if you get to the conclusion. Yeah, me you got too. This. <laughs> yeah, she's beautiful like Sable, but she's built like Nicole Bass. Natasha Briley, she's going to be with us. And... Uh, uh, Granny, I'll, I'll warn you now. Uh, this is one of the uh, one of the particular guests that was upset with us because we had uh, someone uh, that no longer had the title that she does, uh, and uh, she said, "Well, you know, you had her on. Why didn't she have me on?" And uh, she uh, she's held the titles of. Uh, I'm going to get this uh, out, guys, so you don't want to miss it. She has the. She was. Uh, 2019 Miss Erotic Illinois, 19, 2019 Golden Girl. She was uh, 2018 and two, uh, 2019 Miss New Galaxy, and she was 2018 Miss Hot Buns, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Molly Jane uh, is going to be with us. Not Mary Jane, but Molly Jane, and uh, she uh, is going to be with us, and she's going to talk to us. And uh, uh, I had to appease her because... Uh, you know, she's the current champion of a lot of stuff that, uh, uh, if you remember, um, Big Swing and Granny, uh, Cynthia Don Anderson, uh, she won the titles from her, and she was wondering why we didn't have her on when we had uh, the gal that she took the titles from. So uh, I said, hey, if you want to come on, uh, I'm not going to, I won't, uh, I won't dispute it, so if you want to come on, you're sure to, you're sure welcome to, uh, and she said, good, I want to be on at your most quickest time because I want to let people know who I am. And, uh, well, she, she let us know who she is apparently. So that's going to be fun. Wow. And, uh, and uh, Granny, I, I'll understand if you won't have any questions uh, for this particular guest. I'll understand that. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, if you uh, request me not to throw any questions to you, I'll understand that. And, uh, the horny guys in the room will just take the questions 
And we'll take well, questions. You, you guys, you guys do quite well with interviews like that. So yeah, Granny can just kind of, you know, pass the torch, you know. So. Yeah. But I will say, I will say this. Uh, we had one guest on that uh, that was a kind of interview like that, and Granny, uh, she always asked me how Granny's doing. Uh, do you guys remember Deb Gardner? Mm-hmm. Well, she always tells me how much she loves Granny, and I tell her how much I love Granny. But uh, uh, our friend Deb Gardner, a good friend of the show, uh, apparently she's having some health issues right now. And oh my! Prayers. Yeah, we want to send prayers for nothing serious, but uh, you know she was having some issues, and uh, we want to send our prayers and our thoughts to her. And yes, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the Newswire, but. Uh, Sonny is getting released from prison next month. Did you guys hear about that? No, I didn't even know she was in jail. Yeah, for her third DUI. Wow. Wow. Do you think she's Do you think she's learned a lesson or no? Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, alcoholism. You know, it's it's a disease. It's it's a bad thing. It really is. Times. You know, people. They they get on the bottle or they get on the pills or whatever it is and they they have trouble controlling it and uh, you know it it is a it is a sad em- epidemic and uh, you know and hopefully uh, she'll be able to stay clean and so- uh, sober uh, and uh, hopefully uh, the cool thing is that now that she's out we might be able to get her on the air because uh, uh, I have a couple contacts that know her. So we might be able to get her on the air, you know? Um, yeah, definitely possible. You know? I, I'd, be, uh, I, I'd, I'd look forward to it. I mean, whoever we can get, you know, who, whoever we can get, uh, I, I'd always be down for, for really anybody. So, so. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's just kind of let's just kind of go over this real quick. You know, we got uh, we got eight minutes, eighteen minutes, uh, eighteen minutes left of the show, and we're paying for it. And uh, generally, our fans uh, usually have to pay uh, download the last fifteen minutes. We're not going to be able to go over tonight. But uh, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you guys real quick here, uh, and then okay. uh, Granny, you can go. Then Big Swing, you can go. Granny, since you've been with us, uh, who has been your favorite guest since you've been with us. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you just put me on the spot there, Icon. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of people that I've enjoyed have been, you know, listening to. And my goodness. Well, how about this? How about top three? Top three? Wow. Oh, leave. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Well, you know, I don't, I, you know, I've had a lot of personal friends, too, Icon, that we've had on our show. So I don't want to leave any of those people out. You know, I mean, that's, you know. I I you know I I don't know you know I mean I mean there's been a lot of a lot of great people we've had on our show and and like I said I don't want to I don't you know because like I said my personal friends especially I don't want to I mean I could list all of them you know and everything because definitely because they're you know 
my friends and they're part of my wrestling family, you know, but mm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just been a lot of great people. I mean, a lot of great people that we've had on our show since I've been on this show with you guys. Well, well you know, I've, I've, I've go, go ahead. Dave. I haven't had any personal friends. Well, I haven't had any personal friends on here, obviously, because I don't really know any wrestlers um, the way he does. But I, I enjoy, I enjoy the. I, I mean, I enjoy everybody. Don't get me wrong. There's no, there's nobody that I've had on here that I have not liked. Um, but I would say, you know, obviously, I, I enjoy the big names that I got to personally watch myself that brought back uh, nostalgic, um, you know, nostalgic uh, memories for me. And, you know, guys like Ken Shamrock, guys like Animal from LOD, uh, you know, uh, guys like um, Santino Morella, even though it's not his real name, Eugene, even though it's not his real name, guys that I remember watching growing up that I actually finally got to talk to like DDP, even though he really only wanted to talk about his yoga, but you know, guys like that. Now these independent guys, I enjoy learning about, I enjoy learning about their life and I enjoy sort of seeing how the books go. Um, you know, when you're, and again, if you're an independent wrestler listening to this, don't take this the wrong way, but when you're in, you know, the minor leagues, basically, I, I, I enjoy seeing what life is like for you down there and and your build and your grind and your work every day to get up to where you to where you want to be, but I, I really do enjoy the guys that I can, you know, talk to and be like, wow, I remember watching you as a kid, uh, or watching you in high school, and and it was you know it was fun. So I mean, obviously, obviously guys like Tito San Martino, Bob Backlund, those guys they're a little bit before my time, um, but guys, you know. Ken Shamrock and Animal and Eugene and all them. They're, they're like right in my, right in my wheelhouse uh, for, for what I remember. So I would probably have to go with them. Uh, although I will tell you this, um, being as big of a fan of the Rated R Superstar Edge as I am, and it's highly publicized, um, it was great to talk to Vicky Guerrero last week as well, uh, yes, just because of because of the storylines that I would watch in high school. Now, again, I was watching them mostly for Edge, but she was, she was, you know, a big part of that whole thing um, throughout, you know, after the whole Lita, Lita broke it all and kind of thing. Uh, Vicky was, was the main, was the main catalyst. So uh, it was, it was, that was a good one for me as well. But if I had to pick a favorite, boy, that, that, that is a tough one, Icon. I mean, I, assuming, I'm assuming you asked the question because you have a favorite or three favorites, or? Well, here's the thing. Uh, actually, uh, and this is this might come as a shock to you guys, but the my favorites that we uh, that we we haven't had on yet, but they're coming. Mm. Can I let mm-hmm. you know? Who, can I let you know who they are? Of course, yeah. by all means. Uh, uh, Paul Zaloom. A.K.A. Beekman of Beekman's World. Uh, he's going to be on with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Barry Horowitz. Okay. You guys remember Barry Horowitz? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard the name. And uh, Paul Jr. of of American Chopper fame. He's going to be on with us. 
Nice. Okay. I like it. I'm with it. Oh, I also well, heard Icon. What about the um what about uh the honky tonk van? I heard oh, he was yeah. coming on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah. You know, let, in, you know, I'll tell you. In fact, well, we should have, have one show. We should have a two guest <laughs> show, I got. We we should have Honky Tonk Man and Jim Cornette in the same in the same show. Oh my great. god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm not here. I can't blood have, pressure during that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We we can't get Jim Cornette on the show, but we are going to have his enemy on the show. Uh, Who's that? Well, uh, anyway, Icon, you realize you just listed off hundreds of possibilities, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, uh, you have a clip. Uh, we're not going to play it yet, but Phil Marshnick is going to be on with us. Uh, okay. And uh, he's, he's been outspoken about the wrestling uh, world. For, uh, see, what's <clears> interesting <throat> about Phil Marshnick, he uh, has been outspoken about his hatred for the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, people always say, well, you know, you always you always get people on that always love the business. Why don't you have someone that just likes the business? Well, we're going to do that. And uh, we're going to have uh, Phil Munch. It's a good perspective, really, you know. It really is. Yeah, and it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to talk to him. Uh, I, uh, I actually, uh, uh, at one time, was an enemy of Phil Mushnick uh, because of uh, that clip that we're going to play eventually um and uh one uh phil mushnick told me how much he liked my jim Cornette impression hmm. uh and you know and jim Cornette always starts up god damn you're coming out of a box you're gonna be over mother you know that's Jim Cornette. Yeah, well, I, I can just... Jim Cornette, see, here's the thing. Sometimes if I'm bored on a you know Sunday afternoon or something and it's not football season, um, I will watch some of Jim Cornette's uh, shoot promos. Um, it, it, and I just uh, – I, I do find him to be entertaining just because he's so extra and because he's so over the top. Uh, I, I I do enjoy that. I, I didn't like him as a commentator. I thought, you know, he was a little bit much there, especially when they teamed him with JR. I thought he took a little bit away from that. Uh, but I I did like him as, as a shoot promoter, and I did like him in the ring as the mic guy. Um, somebody that would be great to have, Icon, if we could get him, and I know he's still part of WWE, and he's still part of WWE Creative, so it's going to be a little bit tough to persuade him um, actually, we can't persuade him because it's in his contract. He can't do it. But one guy I'd love to talk to, and I mean, this wouldn't be a three-guest show kind of a guy. I think this this could be just a one-guest long interview kind of a thing uh, would be Paul Heyman. And oh, my. Oh, I my. Think, <laughs> I think Heyman would be – very, very interesting, uh, and there are so many questions I'd have to ask Heyman, and just, just to pick his brain, because, you know, he's been in the business a, a hell of a lot longer than anybody really thinks that he has, and even before he was an on-air presence and a, and a face and a voice on TV, uh, he was in the business, and I just, I think from some of the angles, whether it be it commentary, be it a manager, uh, be it a, a writer, producer, um, be it a hype man like he's doing for Lesnar, um, you know, I, I just I think that that Heyman makes things interesting. Good manager, uh, I just think he is one of the underrated 
talents in the business. Um, I mean, obviously he's not a wrestler, but I mean, he, there's, I've never heard a Paul Heyman promo um, as far back as ECW in 2000. And, and uh, I believe it was the one where he did the shoot promo um, in, in the Hammerstein ballroom. Uh, I believe it was 03, I believe. Um, but I've never seen a Paul Heyman promo that hasn't been interesting to me and hasn't kept been captivating. And, you know, I want some of his, you know, his things where he gives the speeches and he gives some of the roundtable discussions and some of the things that I watch and about, you know, breaking the streak and about, uh, you know, the, the night that, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the, the night after, uh, shortly after CM Park was released, uh, WWE went to Chicago for Monday Night Raw and they, the crowd, there, there was a highly precise social media, um, almost like a social media cult that came out and said we are going to sabotage the show the entire the entire show is going to be um we're, we're, we're going to chant cm punk the entire show and just disrupt everything and paul Heyman took it upon himself to say you know what? i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna i'm gonna shut him down and he did that and uh <coughs> it was just i don't know it was great but I, I just I, I'd love to get him if possible. I know it's going to be a while because he's going to be in WWE for a long time. Well, it's kind of funny that you guys mentioned Eugene. You know, Eugene I met was great Eugene, too. I met Eugene at a Mid-State show in Harrison, Arkansas. Gosh, probably I don't know how long it's been, but uh, we are going to be having Eugene at Arkansas Championship Wrestling in Greenland, Arkansas, where they're going to be doing their shows now April 4th. So it's going to be fun to see Eugene again because uh, I got to meet him, you know, like I said, a few years ago and at a mid-stage show, and he was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Eugene. He was pretty awesome. Hey, you know, I gotta I gotta answer this tweet here real quick. Uh, someone had asked me. Uh, they they sent a tweet out. They said, uh, you know, Icon, this is a wrestling show. So why are you having adult stars and stuff like that? Well, I'm gonna answer that. Now, this show is called Attitude Era Live, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, during the Attitude Era Live, did not did they not have more adult themed content? Yes or no? They did. They they did. Part of what made it interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to drop a bombshell to uh, to you guys, and uh, uh, I'm sure I'll probably be the only one that uh, will. Uh, well, I know Granny might not come to this tea, but um, whatever the saying is. But uh, we're going to have get this uh, on here with us. Now, what's what's interesting is she used to have a show on HBO called uh, HBO Real Sex, and uh, uh, she used to host that show, and uh, she's going to be on with us. She listened to uh, one of our episodes. Uh, I can't remember which uh, star we had on, uh, but she said, uh, you know, why don't you have a real dominatrix on your show? I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, I'm a dominatrix. I used to host HBO Real Sex. I want to be on the show. I'll get you guys autographs and stuff like that. I want to be on the show. What do I got to do? <laughs> Let me find a date for you. You know, I mean, 
You know, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. If you want to come on the show, if you're a wrestler, independent wrestler, uh, author, um, uh, actor, actress, dominatrix, adult film star, I, we we'll, we'll we'll have anybody on the show. You know, I, as long as you have an interesting story, which I'm sure she is, because she said she wants to turn me every which way but loose and back again. Uh, you know, I have a feeling I might have to give security after that show, but I mean, it's amazing how many avenues have opened up for our show because of what our our guests have posted and where they posted the stuff. It's amazing, is it? Mm. It is. It really is. It is. Um, yes. But, but uh, now we will continue this discussion uh, next week. Um, we are, you know, we are the Attitude Era Live. We are a three-guest show. Tonight was only two, but, hey, we made it work. We kind of vamped a little bit and gallivanted and talked about other things. So uh, that, that, that's the beauty of it. That's what we can do, and uh, we always seem to have something to talk about. So, again, uh, same place, same time, once a week, Monday nights. We will see you guys next week. Dead Man Walk.